Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Improved Podcast, the official podcast of Classic Studios. I'm your host, Chase Collins, and happy Monday. We're closing in on the end of the year. It's about halfway through December, and wow, 2022 absolutely flew by. I don't want to get into a whole lot of uh, year-end update stuff. I'm going to save that for next week. Yeah, that's right. Even Christmas, you're going to get a podcast from Chase Uh, because that's how we do it here. We finish it out. We stick to our goals. And I hope you are uh, setting your goals for this week and finishing the year out strong. Um, This week, we have a great episode for you today. What what you're listening to, it's going to be a great episode. Um, We are taking a deep dive into my current screenplay, and we're looking in the ins and outs and sort of the origin of how this uh, story sort of came to me and what I want it to become. Um, And we're also joined by my sister, who you guys will get to know and love in the future as she's here on more episodes. Um, There's also time codes in the description, so if you want to jump around between the different topics, feel free to do so. Uh, Be sure to set your goals this week and work towards achieving them as we finish out 2022. Um, Feel free to yeah stick around to the end to hear my goals for this week too, and can't wait to share. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. So I'm in the middle of writing my second feature screenplay, which is a coming-of-age film about, uh, you know, a senior in high school girl who's going through it. She's going through it. She's um, a little obsessed with makeup. She's growing up in the digital age, and she's working on figuring out who she is and who she wants to be and who she's going to grow up to be, you know, at this sort of critical time in her life, right? So I'm in the middle of writing that, and if you've been listening throughout the past podcast, I've been sort of struggling with it for a little bit, and this is going to be sort of a opportunity to just talk about the whole writing experience that I've been having with this screenplay thus far, and I am excited to sort of have one dedicated podcast, because I sort of bookend each of my podcasts with a little screenplay update and if you've been listening you know that I've been struggling with writing the screenplay I've had uh, many a hurdles as it were for um, getting this podcast done <coughs> excuse me I'm a little bit sick <coughs> so sorry about that if my voice sounds a little scratchy um, but I am yeah gonna take this time in this one podcast to sort of just recap the past several months of working on this screenplay and joined with me is my lovely sister who's going to be sort of bouncing off ideas with me as um because for those of you who don't know i work with my sister i would sort of describe her as like my alpha reader if anyone's ever you know been into book writing you know you have your beta readers who are sort of right outside your circle of influence and you get to talk have them read your book and then you can ask them questions about each chapter and character and you know scenes and everything like that and alpha readers are sort of like one step before that it's the people who are like you know either your spouse or your close family and friends that you show your book to and i'm sort of treat amber like that because she's someone who i'm on the phone with all the time and she has helped me immensely with the screenplay so i'm extremely happy to have her on here hello amber how are you hello hello i'm good glad to be glad to be here glad to talk 
about Mary Barber. That's right. Yeah, I don't even know if I've actually said the name of the um, screenplay yet. I think I've said it in other podcasts, but I can't. I can't remember. But yeah, so my and Amber, she's I I talk to her all the time, so she's really familiar with this story and she knows about the struggles um, that I've been going through. But I needed someone to like talk this through one more time because I was just going through it with this screenplay. So I'm I'm really glad that she's here to humor me as I <laughs> work through my little woes of writing a, a screenplay as a as an aspiring screenwriter. Um but uh yeah, Mary Lee Barber, she's um she's going through it just like me. Um I guess I'll give you all a quick um premise of the story and maybe a quick like a loose plot summary. No spoilers. Last time I talked about a screenplay I was writing I got I got some feedback that people didn't like the spoilers. They were like, hey, if we're going to see this movie, we don't want to know all about it. So I was like, okay, that's fair. I'll have to keep this a little more loosey-goosey or just not reveal all the plot points, but like a lot of them. (laughs) Um, So yeah, with Mary Lee Barber, she is, it's a coming-of-age film. Uh, She's a senior in high school and she sort of has grown up all around the United States, right? She's like bounced around a lot with her family, like her dad moves jobs all the time. And so she doesn't really have like a core group of friends. So we meet her as she is um, entering her first day of school as a senior. So she's a senior at a brand new high school and she has to make friends and she has to, um, you know, do college applications and all that stuff. I don't want this story to be like, it's characters who are in high school, but it's not about high school. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not interested in classes or the struggles of academics that's not what I'm interested in because like that's not what you remember when you're in high school you you don't remember like oh gosh my classes were so hard in high school you remember like all the drama and like the confrontation between teachers and parents and friends and stuff like that that's what I think I remember in high school or like all my extracurriculars that's was my takeaway from high school but so that's what I want to focus on with this story is like those interpersonal relationships within high school that happen in high school is sort of the backdrop I guess like you know if this was a play like yeah it's set in high school but like it's not about high school it's just about all of these different characters and figuring out what they want to be when they grow up and who they are so so it's her first day of school and she is a senior of high school and she's obsessed with makeup that's sort of her defining characteristic she wants to be not a beauty influencer because one of the I think restraints that I put on this character is that her, um, her parents don't let her have social media, so that sort of makes her not a fish out of water, but just a little bit an, another quirk in her character, which I think adds some nuance to her, especially when um, she has to, you know, go through the plot of the story, and so that adds a, just like a layer of complication, which I think is fun, um, especially in this day and age when I think, you know, most people have smartphones or are on social media in some capacity so I I like taking that away from her and having that be something she overcomes so that's sort of the premise of the story and yeah I was struggling with this story and Amber sort of knows all about it because I and oh maybe I should give even more backstory on Mary Lee Barber well if I could chime in on that part what is really cool to me about you 
starting this story is that I have known about this idea that you've had with Mary Lee Barber since you were in high school, I believe. And uh, so to see it actually come to paper and have these ideas, see where they've, I guess like it's just been, it's been a fragment of an idea really, but seeing how it's evolved and what it's evolving into even from, I mean, gosh, how long was that now? Well, I, I came up with the idea when I was like a junior in college, so not as long as high school. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> no way. I don't know. I just, I feel like you were, you were writing your manuscript at the time and you like called me about the idea, so yeah. maybe not. No, that was probably in college. But I thought you finished your manuscript in high school. Yeah, but then I rewrote it like three times in college. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well maybe that's why. But... Well, anyway, I I feel like I've known about this idea since like for a very long time, and so it's exciting to see you actually put it together. And um, I feel like this idea is something that today's society is really wanting to flesh out more and more, and um, just it, it's social media is, is such a tool for our current society and it's wonderful and it's not going away if anything it's just going to continue to expand in our lives but then it's also something that really confuses us and it's it distorts a lot of what our reality is as much as it enhances it and so I think that that theme that seems to be coming out in this idea of, of Mary Lee Barber's journey um, is really important. I think it's a, it's an important story to undertake. And yeah, it's it was fun. Like I'm glad you brought up yeah where this story started because it's evolved like a lot to where it is now. And I I do want to give a little backdrop to that. Like this this story started off when I was a junior in college, which was like believe it or not like a long time ago, like six years I think five six years. So over half a decade which is wild i've been playing around with this character and this idea and it started off with almost like a social experiment like i wanted to if you guys have read ender's game um there's the b plot i guess of the story is with the brother and sister of ender the main character who and they start like a social media profile and they blog about politics and stuff and their ideas get so popular that they become, they like transcend them and then they become these well-respected um, politicians even though they're like kids, they're teenagers. So I always thought that was a really interesting idea and really compelling. I was like, well, what if I did that in real life? <laughs> and so that's how Mary Lee Barber started off was like, I wanted to create this character, this online persona in real life and blog as her and tell a story through her blog. Sort of like um, if you read the book Perks of Being a Wallflower or seen the movie. I don't know how, I've never seen the movie, but in the book it's written through letters. And so it says like dear friend or dear reader or whatever. And so I thought that was like an interesting way to tell a story is this guy, this character who's writing letters to like a friend or something like that. And you as the reader are the friend. And so you get the story told from their perspective. It's very much their point of view and it's first person and it's also like their understanding of the situation and so 
as like a reader, you can read into certain subtext or context of what is being told and see like, oh, that's not exactly correct. And so I like that idea of having an unreliable narrator. And I pulled that very much into this story of Mary Lee Barber, but I wanted, I was really ambitious with this project when I was in, in college and I wanted to have three different stories going on. And it was like the story that she tells to her audience the story of what actually happened and then like her perspective on it and so i wanted to like bounce between those three different like stories and see if i could tell like a compelling narrative in real life like on tumblr or something like that create an anonymous blog with that name mary lee barber and it just always stuck with me and so when i started diving into the screenwriting idea i was like oh let me rear up this character from way back when and start writing about it and that's why I decided to have this be like my second screenplay that I get to write so yeah it, it was a lot of fun and then um yeah building in like the late obviously there's so many like metaphors and you know theming with you know this girl who's obsessed with makeup in the social media age so there's like two or three different layers two or three different masks that she's wearing she's wearing you know the the social media presence that she gets to put on this persona and then she's also like covering up herself with makeup but then it's like who is this who is this character really and that was that's always what fascinated me about this story yeah absolutely i think it's a it's it's an interesting balance to achieve you know using tools to enhance but at what point does it start to distort what's there mm-hmm. yeah and so that's what I really like about having an unreliable narrator. I wanted to really play around with that idea. I like stories that challenge the viewer because I'm personally, I'm like a pretty lazy (laughs) viewer of movies. Like I'll just watch it for what it is and like I won't really read into things. And so while writing this, I really wanted to challenge myself as like a writer and as a reader and like a viewer of, okay, what if this character is lying to you? and you know they're lying to you. And so instead of like Mary Lee Barber being a blogger, I have her just doing journal entries. And so like, what if her journal entries, she gets to write about like the first day of school and it's like, oh, this was the best day ever. But then in the scene preceding that or um, proceeding that, it's like the obviously the worst day of her life and just not a good time, but she's lying to herself. And it's like, well, why is she doing that? Like, what is it about preserving preserving this perfect life whether it's on social media or just to herself like why is she doing that like why is it so important to us as humans to be perceived as like perfect versions of ourselves, and that we have the perfect life and why why is that and so I wanted to dive into that like psyche with this story and see like where it goes and so that was a lot of fun like that was the you know the premise of the story of like this i had this character who's you know struggling in the social media age which is m- maybe not talked about enough i know there's definitely some movies out there like eighth grade and um that he's all that movie that um amber's talked to me about but there's movies out there like about social media but not really in the way that i think social media should be portrayed in um cinema so just with um going back to what you were talking about with having multiple perspectives and trying to figure out how to organize the story in a way that 
brings brings it all together and mm-hmm. even confuses the reader. I don't know how you would do it as a um, as a movie, but one thing that um, a book that I'm currently reading, uh, the I guess it's a series, the Stormlight Archives by mm-hmm. Brandon Sanderson. He organizes each of his chapters and like the whole each chapter ha- begins with a little excerpt from a book and it's defined but you know if this was written out in a, a novel for example you could do something similar to where you know if you if you have like a, a beginning of each chapter being or even like a quick segment like an interlude he also has interludes in mm-hmm. between his parts oh, okay for each book he does an interesting job organizing his stuff to tell his stories but that would be if you did something similar where the reader recognizes the script even like the maybe maybe the font looks different Mm -hmm. and it's uh you know like the blog style and then a journal style depending and then maybe you either sign it her actual name or a different name but then the the reader would recognize it as oh this is a different perspective and then the whole chapter is a the the reality Mm -hmm. and so but the explanation for what the blog is saying versus what the journal is saying versus what the the actual reality is saying could all come together at the very end yeah to to bring all those perspectives to the light yeah i'm i'm like I haven't, you know, I have that idea of, like, this unreliable narrator who, you know, is sort of lying to herself and to the audience and to her friends and her family, and, you know, she faces the consequences of that. And I haven't really figured out the best way of, like, depicting that either in script form or on the screen. Like, I'm playing with, like, voiceovers of, like, hey, this is a journal entry, but it's her voiceover. And now that you just mentioned it of, like, I haven't thought about, like, well, how am I going to differentiate a voiceover with a Instagram post or like a TikTok live or whatever. It's like, how would you differentiate that? And I think like a lot of that could come from the performance of the actress who reads for Mary Lee Barber is like, hey, I'm writing in my journal right now. And then when it's like a blog post, it's like, hey, I'm writing in my journal right now. And just like, it's over the top, it's animated, it's very, um, you know, uh, charismatic and putting on a persona, but it, the common thread is like it's all a lie. It's all not exactly true. It's something, some way she's twisting it in order to tell her story, tell the story that she wants to be perceived when it's like, well, that's not really what's happening. Like, I see it. I'm watching this movie. Like, why are you lying to me? I think that's like a fun idea to play around with. And that's what, like, I'm really excited to start putting this screenplay together in that way. Because... For the longest time, and we can get into this a little bit more, but for the longest time I was struggling with just the story. Like right now, like we have really interesting characters and like an interesting premise and an interesting way to tell the story. But like, what is that story? And that's what I was struggling with for like months, which is silly to say, I think, now. Because like now looking back, it's like it's so clear what I was missing, but... If you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know, like, I was struggling with, like, figuring out what this story was. And, like, when I was trying to write my outline or my um, treatment, it was just, I felt like I was filling in, like, a jigsaw puzzle or, like, 
coloring, like doing paint by numbers, just sort of like fig filling in the blocks because like, oh, I know there's a rising action here. I know there's a first plot point here. And I know there's oh, a midpoint twist and then a third act resolution and a climax. And it was like, but none of it felt like it was a story. It just felt like I was going through this character's life and like, yeah, these are the things that could happen to her, but none of it felt real. And so I was struggling so much with the story that it was almost like sucking the life out of like this really interesting like way to tell the story of the different perspectives and the lying and the unreliable narrator. Like I was so excited to dive into that, but it took me so long to crack the story that I was like losing sight of what got me excited about this, which was this interesting character. But I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to tell the story. It was so frustrating. But you figured it out. Yeah, it took a while. I figured it out because of you, really, Amber. Like, talking, our conversations, being able to, like, flesh out these ideas. I was like, Amber, what's missing here? Like, I was trying to outline this story for, like, weeks and weeks at a time, and it's just, I couldn't figure it out. And then you were, well, what what was, do you want to tell her or do you want me to tell her? Are you talking about my suggestion to watch yes. the all that film? Yeah, well, like I said before, um, I think this idea is <coughs> centered around, you know, that the complication of social media, and I think there's a big population out there that is searching for how do we navigate this, and I think stories like In He's All That is an example of, like, people, This is you've got a good audience for this idea, people are wanting to flesh it out, and so He's All That, when I saw it, because I tend to listen to movies when I'm like cleaning house or something mm -hmm. as I ended up having to pause what I was doing to like really pay attention to this movie because I was like oh my gosh this is like this is like Mary Lee Barber <laughs> I like like to like to with so many different similarities with like the social media element the main character is an influencer and does makeup as like her job and she ends up you know the the love interest is a in my life, a photographer, yeah. no less, and so, and that was another idea you were playing off of, and not that I don't know if this person's supposed to be a love interest in your storyline, but like the similarities were like, oh my gosh, Chase, you need to you need to watch this movie just as like <laughs> no one else is out there knowing that this idea has so much promise clearly because there are others who are trying to figure Tell it out the too, story. and so. Yeah, that's, that's all I did. <laughs> I just suggested a very cheesy high school movie. Yeah, well, it was, and I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't heard, I had heard of this movie before because it's a remake and stuff, so I was, like, relatively familiar with it, but, like, I did not know it was at all similar to Mary Lee Barber, and, but it was really fun, like, when I started watching it at, from Amber's suggestion, it was, like, oh my gosh, this is incredibly similar to my story. But, you know, it's obviously it's a coming-of-age film, and, like, you pick out ten coming-of-age films, like, nine out of them. Nine of them are going to be pretty similar to each other. And so, that fortunately, like, that doesn't really bother me, like, the parallels. So I was able to watch it more from, like, a, um, like a screenwriting perspective or, like, trying to dissect, like, okay, what about this movie is working, like, what is this movie about and trying to like dissect it and see what I could learn from it and it was it hit me like within the first like 15 20 minutes the main character um, 
spoiler alert for like the fi- first 15, 20 minutes, but the main character, I don't know her name, she's played by Addison Ray, I think. Madison Beer? One of those two. You're better with the. One of those TikTokers. popular um, actors and actresses than I am. Well, one of those TikTokers, it stars them, and she says, her character, she says, um, I'm going to make this boy a popular social media star so that he can become the prom king and then everyone will like me because I did all of that for him or something. That was like... Right, as the influencer who lost popularity somehow. Yeah, so she was like canceled and then she said like, well, in order to regain my popularity, I'm going to make this person popular and then everyone will like me for it or something. That was like my takeaway. But she said that in the movie. Like she had, she very clearly like, and it was for the audience to clue in on like, hey, this is the plot. I'm telling you the plot right now. And right when she said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks of like, oh my gosh, like I don't have a plot to my movie. And it was like so funny. Like that's why looking back at this, the struggles that I was going through these past couple of weeks of like, why can't I figure out this movie? Like why can't I get started on writing this? Why can't I finish this screenplay or even start this screenplay? It's like, because I don't have a plot. Like I just have... A, a com- character who's compelling to me and a situation that's interesting but that's not a story that's not what makes a film it was just a situation and so hearing that like seeing a movie that's very similar to mine and it had a very clearly defined plot with the stakes that were gonna get raised like throughout and I'm sure there's a twist so I'm clear objectives from the main characters yes like this even even if it was a misguided goal right the goal was still clear and like that in the in the case of he's all that being the plot point too because the main goal ended up not being what this the main character actually wanted Mm -hmm. you know and so the that's the whole point of the plot twist and the just yeah having that clarity right off the bat even if it goes in a different direction. Yeah. And, like, even for, like, I certainly, when I figured out that's what my story was missing, I really appreciated it. But, like, that, having clearly defined, like, character motivations for your character is just as important, like, for your story as it is for the audience. Like, there's a reason why she said that out loud. It's not something, like, she kept to herself. Like, she told that to the audience for them to know and then to clue in on. And I'm not going to have an explicit like on the nose dialogue like that but I'm going to make sure this plot is clearly defined and like the audience understands like okay this is what needs to happen or these are the stakes for this character that she needs to overcome in order to accomplish her goals I want to make sure that's like very clear and well defined and easy to follow because I'm not I'm not trying to make like super high concept like complicated plots or anything like that I'm just trying to tell a story and I realized like wow I didn't have a story to tell yet so once I saw that movie it was like oh my gosh I gotta come up with a plot for this like what what pushes her in like a new direction and you know puts her on that hero's journey into the unknown and where how does she come out of that and like what are the stakes and like what's the twist and it was like all of it sort of started falling into place after I saw that movie so I was like super grateful for Amber of, like, recommending it. And it was funny. It was like, wow, maybe I need to watch more, like, coming-of-age films if I plan on writing them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was 
it was cool. And so, yeah, that, um, I watched that movie, or I watched half of it. I'm really bad at finishing movies and stuff like that. I don't know. I get busy. I, I move I, on. I do the same thing, though. And actually, like, <laughs> one another um, film recommendation for, like, overall, this is a movie I did not finish because I actually didn't enjoy this dynamic that they tried to do or, um, you know, telling, telling two different stories. It was, like, parallel universe happening. Oh, yeah. So just with thinking about your wanting to have, uh-huh. so the actress would have, like, a very distinct voice for when she's vlogging versus when she's, but, mm-hmm. like, it, at first it kind of seemed like a mystery, like, you didn't want, you you wanted the the reader or the viewer to, to not necessarily know which was the reality, at least that's what I was getting the sense of from, yeah. I think that would kind of come to fruition at the very end. Well, anyway, this film, I don't remember what it's called, but it's on Netflix, and it has something to do with, like, it all works out. Mm. And there, it begins with this uh, girl who's figuring out like if she's pregnant or not, and then it goes off on two different storylines because she she had a plan and it did not involve being pregnant. And so then the first Whoa. the first beginning of the story, the first story is she is pregnant or, or she's not pregnant, and then it goes off a little bit a clip of what her life would be like if she wasn't pregnant, and then yeah. it like backtrack somehow and then it starts her off again in that same parallel universe and I don't know how it ends because I just got confused and I was like wait a minute <laughs> who am I rooting for how is this ha- I don't know but it was an interesting way to do it in a film yeah perspective and it was with the same actress mm-hmm. but basically having two different lives in a parallel it was it was odd but interesting and I don't know if that would be something to maybe check out in terms of a filmographer yeah. how how would you achieve having two different or three different perspectives mm-hmm. in one film like i have not that i have a ton of background in dramatic literature but i loved going to plays mm-hmm. in um, college and did a lot of dramatic lit and sometimes when i read screenplays like i tend to think more theatrical than oh, yeah. i do with film and so i feel like on stage I feel like I could picture you could have three different actresses doing Mm. the one being the blogger and even dress very differently and like making it an alternate and then at the very end it's like oh they're all the same people (laughs) and they come on stage at the very end dressed in the because they have figured out how to fuse all three ideas and then now or maybe the realities come closer and closer together or I don't know but like they could come out on stage and you know they're they're announcing what they're writing mm-hmm. you know kind of like in hamilton <laughs> yeah you right. know what i mean like they're, yeah yeah they're writing and speaking and you get the idea yeah but it's a different actor or it, it could still be the same actor just in her different hat right right um but anyway i don't know if that's helpful no it, it, it's a new one on netflix and i think it's like an original so you would just see it <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> if you were interested yeah i could try and look up the well that's interesting title. that's that's so yeah because i would get taken out of that story as well if like you are following this character who like is pregnant and then suddenly it's like you wake up from a dream it's like well that didn't happen and then it takes you on this different path and it's like what yeah as the viewer i i immediately checked out of that film yeah so maybe that would it's take like, me out of but that. i mean it still made it through all of their alpha and beta 
writers, so yeah. like, or you know, readers. So it must have been a Test some people work. must yeah. like it. <laughs> well, and that's what's I don't know. There's so much like content being pushed out nowadays, and like every streaming service or every like um, film studio has like a streaming service now, and they're all producing content. So I feel like it's like oh, if this is an interesting story, and like these. It, and it's, like, compelling, and I think these, this type of story, it does need to be told. And, like, what's cool is, like, the reason why what even more, like, gave me more confidence after watching He's All That to think this is, like, a good story to go on to continue to try and tell is because, like, a lot of um, stories that, like, feature technology or, like, smartphone devices, handheld devices as, like, a, a trope or as... Um, not a plot point, but like a storytelling device. It's like always done in like a like a condescending tone. Like it's a like a baby boomer or a Gen Xer like telling like as I'm watching this as a millennial or a Gen Z or it's like, okay, these old people wrote a movie about technology and they're telling me how wrong it is and like it's like hey, I'm on my phone all the time. Like I understand it's not the best thing for me, like as a human, but like that's not the story I'm trying to tell. Like, I don't need a story to tell me that, like, all technology is bad. I need a story that can walk me through how to navigate this world of technology. Because that's I'm more, it's what I'm actually going through as, like, a human. I'm not, I'm not going to just abandon my cell phone and go out and live in the world. It's what, like, a lot of these stories are, I think, are trying to, they, some, they come across that, they can come across that way. And it's, like, uh, frustrating <laughs> so I'm I, I'm excited for like younger storytellers to start really producing films um, and see like how they handle technology in the you know storytelling it, uh, it's going to be interesting like this next generation of storytellers oh my gosh which kind of I want to I don't know why I'm going to bring this up but I will anyways like um, like the uh, the Russo brothers they directed Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War and Captain America Civil War and Winter Soldier, I think. Um, they directed this Marvel films, and they're directing um, a new film for Disney, the live-action Hercules movie. And they did, like, an interview recently that was talking about how they are going to, like, they, they reference how, like, oh, yeah, kids these days, they're all on TikTok, so we're going to tell this story in the style of TikTok and use TikTok dances as inspiration for our live action Hercules adaptation and it was like okay man like are you sure you want to do that it was just I I'm like floored that they I mean I I get it right like TikTok is like the most popular social media app but like is that the way you want to tell your story like and I don't know what that means like oh they're gonna release a vertical video on in the theaters like probably not but I'm curious to see like what they think like a TikTok esque or tiktok inspired like film is going to be about and like how what it'd be just going to have like kids dancing to like 30 second snippets of these you know iconic songs from hercules like probably not but that's what it sounds like to me that's what i think of when i hear tiktok so it's like i'll be interested to see where they take that yeah i don't know you're I, this is telling me how old i am because i i know about tiktok but I know I don't have it. I'm yeah. sure maybe I've seen you watching it at one point or another. 
that's but you're probably my only contact. <laughs> yeah. To the outside world, the the modern world. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I don't. I I'm not on TikTok either. Um, maybe I should be if I'm trying to do this podcast. But no, I'm not on TikTok. But like, didn't you used to be? I used to be. Oh man, Amber, you're gonna out me as a as a TikToker <laughs> in a prior life. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe I'll. No, I'm not going to. Um, yeah, I had a TikTok back in the day when I was trying to make it as a rapper, make it as a music producer. I had to, I had to be on the TikTok. I had to get those likes. I had to get those views, baby. And it, it didn't go well. All of my TikToks got deleted. They said not suitable for our apps. What? Get out of here. Really? Yeah. They're weird. They have like really odd guidelines. It's like, yeah, you can't have alcohol in your video, but if you're like a 16-year-old girl dancing, like, in a bathing suit, like, that's good. Millions of views. It's like, you guys are weird. <laughs> TikTok's weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's why, like, I mean, I think, like, I have a bit of a unique perspective. And not me, but I think, like, my generation has a unique perspective and a unique relationship with our smartphones. Because we view them, like, or at least I do, I view it as a tool. Like, I have the power of God in my hands with these smartphones and like my laptops and I you can do so much with these pieces of technology and they're not like inherently negative like you can you know build companies start make music like you can do so much stuff on your smartphone and I'm tired of it being like portrayed as a negative in <laughs> like on film or in cinema or whatever like I've, I watched a movie recently Gosh, and I, I'm so, it was so funny, but it was Mr. Paddington's phone, um, and it, it's set in like the 2000s, actually, or like 2008, so right when the iPhone was coming out, I think is when it's set, and <clears throat> the main character is like this little boy um, he, from the movie It, I don't know his name, but he's this little kid, and he is like a, you know, he befriends this older, wealthy gentleman, and he gets him a smartphone, um, as like to be friends or whatever and they can text and the 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 old man who gets the spoon he like immediately he looks at him he's like wow this could be a very dangerous tool this this prints news faster than the newspapers this can really cause a lot of fake news and i i'm scared about the future with this type of technology it's like come on, man, it's 2008, like, you were not saying that, and then, like, you know, it's a kind of a bit of a horror flick, it came out around Halloween film, Halloween town, time, and, um, you know, there's some twists, and whatever, and it's thrilling, but then at the end, I saw it was written by Stephen King, and I was like, I knew it, like, there's no way that, or it's based on a short, uh, like, a novella that he wrote, but I was like, yeah, that was such a boomer thing to say, <laughs> like, this guy is like, I'm going to predict the future of my smartphone devices in 2008. It's like, no, man, you did not. I don't know. It's, it frustrated me. And it's like, I'm tired of the older generation, like, beating down on us with our smartphones. Not that they're a good thing, because that's not what my story's about, right? Mary Lee Barber, like, it's not a story about how smartphones are good, but it's about how you can hide yourself within these devices and you can use them to your advantage and there's, like, consequences of your actions. And that's something I sort of explore well, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think highlighting that social media and technology, like, it is here to stay. It's a part of life, and I think, um, 
I hope this isn't giving away too much of your story, but like one of the big challenges um, the main character faces is an older generation telling her about the problems and mm -hmm. like, you know, making, making it very difficult for her to even have a life in modern day society and mm -hmm. and that's that's not realistic i mean i remember in high school i guess when facebook was newly out which is weird to say for me because i'm old oh, yeah. right um but i remember many of my friends were not allowed to have a facebook account mm -hmm. because the older generation thought it was awful and didn't think it was necessary and whatever i don't remember the arguments were I mean I mean I think primarily it was it's not safe and there's lots of predators online and right so on but you know upon getting into college people were using Facebook for their group meetups you know yeah. in classes and so then they were having to hide their social media accounts from their parents and just because they needed to be able to collaborate with fellow students yeah so it was for, but you know, it was, it's, it created a battle that was not necessary really, but that was also just the, the battle of the generations. Like this, these are the newer times and you know, you gotta deal with it. Yeah. And that's like, I think, um, something that like every generation struggles with. And like, I'm sure, you know, our generation will struggle with like the new technology that comes out in the future and our kids and like, Oh no, that's too much. And yeah, tradition versus, <coughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. the new age ideas. Like, I always think of Fiddler on the Roof for that. Tradition. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tradition. Well, and it's funny, too, like, I don't know. It's just interesting. And, like, I could spend all day talking about technology and stuff like this. But, like, even within the generations, like, you know, people like to, you know, you have your millennials and then your Gen Zers, but then there's also, like, nuances within these generations and a lot of it is defined by like what technology was available to you as you were growing up so like kids born after the iphone came out that's like sort of like the alpha generation and then kids born um before the iphone came out like that's a certain you know a niche people who were in high school like when the iphone came out and then people yeah yeah amber <laughs> yeah that's me <laughs> and then um you know, folks when, like, the first computer came out, and, of course, these gaps get, like, larger and larger. Or, like, the first personal computer, I guess I'll say. Um, but there's nuances, like, talking to the younger kids um, of, like, yeah, I didn't have, like, yeah, we had iPads growing up, but, like, I know some people who never had a computer, and that's weird. Like, they're weird for not knowing what a computer is. And it's like, no, you guys are all weird. <laughs> I was here before that even happened. So it's just... I need to be aware of that, like, not, like, even me, like, being against TikTok, not against TikTok, but not having one, like, is that me being technologically resistant to, like, what the trends are? Like, maybe, probably. I'm, I'm definitely in that, that phase. My kids are gonna have to help me to keep up with yeah. whatever, whatever is on the horizon in that regard, because, yeah. I mean, I, I have an Instagram and I have a Facebook, but I really just scroll i don't post anything i just every once in a while i'll glance and that's that's about it i don't i don't have any social media but i i recognize that it's it, it really is just how everyone communicates now yeah yeah and it's really beneficial too with um 
I mean, what I use it for, I love being able to keep up with people that I don't normally talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see, you know, it's it's like a constant Christmas card. It's like, oh, I get an update. Oh, I get an update. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so thankful for everyone who does post because otherwise, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what's going on with you unless you called me. <laughs> right, right. And then here I am, like, and, I don't post. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't post. I, I apologize. Well, and that's... And I know that I'm more disconnected in that way, but for me, I have more social anxiety. Is that yeah? To, for me, social media has just right. It, it takes left it me behind. It <laughs> takes it to like a whole nother level, and that's what like I. I don't know. Like when I first like embarked on this journey of like screenwriting and this company and this podcast and everything, it was like I I had to come back to social media because I'd sort of taken. Not a hiatus, like I was lurking in the background, but like I wasn't posting anything for like two years, two plus years, so I, I had to like reintroduce myself, or I felt like I had to. I'm sure people remembered me and stuff, but I felt like I had to reintroduce myself, like, hey, my name is Chase, I know you haven't heard from me in a while, I have short hair now, <laughs> but here I am, and I, yeah, I just felt like I needed to do that in order to if I was going to do this social media thing, and even I, a little bit. I think bit. you're right, because that is, that is how you get your name out there for, for anything. Well, and, like, I'm not doing, like, a constant Christmas card, you know? Like, I'm not posting, like, weekend updates about, like, oh, this is what I did this weekend, this is what I did here. I'm just, like, oh, I, every two years, like, I'll show up, here's my annual, <laughs> uh, you know, post. <laughs> and... Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how we got on this tangent. I, I told you I could talk about technology and social media and the nuances of it forever, but um, that was really what I wanted to like go over because we're coming up when the, by the time this podcast releases, like it's the middle of December, towards the end of December. So I, if I didn't say this up at the top, but like I set a goal for myself to finish two screenplays by the end of 2022. And my first screenplay, it took me like 10 months to write, like a really long time. A lot of that was outlining and cracking the story. And this one, like I gave myself like three months to write it. And it's like I have two weeks till the end of the year and I am not close to finishing. I'm like, well, by the time at the time of recording, I'm like maybe three quarters of the way through the first act. So I'm like almost into the second act. But the first act is like maybe 20% of your story. So I have like a whole 80% to write in the next two weeks or so, give or take. Yeah, that's a lot of writing. But I do think that, well, and like going back to why we were going on that tangent, you're dealing with such a complicated or potentially complicated idea of dealing Mm -hmm. with social media and what it means to society because we have all these different generations and it means different things to lots of different Mm -hmm. people and uh but nailing down that first act the plot line where you're gonna go now that you have clear motivations for your main character at the very least and you've already done a basic outline with some plot points, like places that you're trying to get to in your story. You have, I think, at least a vague idea on what the climax is going to be. Mm-hmm. So just building that rising action to that climax and then settling from there. Once you have that first act solid, then 
you know, ideally, <laughs> hopefully that 80%, it will just go yeah. because you've got, you've got a direction at that point. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I'm excited and I'll, I'll be sure to give a, a bigger update um, in the next, the next time I'll give you guys an update and see, see if I was able to accomplish my goal or if I had to slide it out. Um, I'm all about accomplishing my goals and sticking to them. Like that's something I'm really uh, strict with myself on is like setting deadlines and I'm going to hit them because there's like things at stake. And if these, if I don't meet certain deadlines, then like there's cascading effects that like down the pipeline, like, Oh, suddenly like I don't have, you know, I'm three months behind schedule and stuff like that. So I'm really strict when it comes to deadlines that I set for myself, but I'm also a realist and like, I understand like, yeah, sometimes you're going to miss deadlines, especially when you're busy or you're traveling or you're sick or you're, well, in this, this case, your deadline is during the holiday season. And, you know, as much as you have all these goals, it's it's that complicated balance, yeah. you know? And, like, just like with social media, like, having your own, not, like, not social media, but, like, the concept of things distracting right. from, from other things that are also important. And, like, it's all, it's all, life is about having that balance of getting your ambitions take you know accomplishing those goals but also you know not forgetting about other things in life too like you know you're so health conscious you can't just like forget about running because Mm -hmm. you're trying to get this deadline down and you don't want to skip out on thanksgiving with your family because you have this deadline or not seeing your friends who are in town for a short while you know it is about that balance yeah of still having a life outside of that ambition and sometimes things happen. Yeah, sometimes things happen and like that's well I'm fighting a sneeze right now, but that's um yeah, something I need to keep in mind is like these priorities that I set for myself and allowing them to shift with the situations and with the circumstances that I'm in cuz yeah, like holidays definitely not threw a wrench in it, but it was just like oh, another thing you have to navigate while spinning all of these plates and like that's i like that like that's because i i enjoyed that process of like solving the problem and actually like i was talking with michael on you know during his podcast we talked a lot about that where he was a part of like six different movie projects and he's spinning all of these different plates and like he's trying to figure out how to manage it all and how to keep himself um sane like mentally and like physically healthy and you know, not running yourself into the ground and experiencing burnout all on top of like your regular 40 hour a week job. And it's like, yeah, you, you got to like keep moving with the punches and like adjusting and not being hard on yourself. If you have to like let a priority slip, it's, it's like, yeah, that's like the point of this podcast is like, yeah, we're all busy people who are taking on more, not more than we can handle, but like filling our plate as full as it can get without like it breaking because yeah we're all working professionals who want to be successful in our career field but we're also like creative folks who have goals and objectives and like just passion projects that we want to keep going and if you don't treat your passion project like an actual job if you don't actually prioritize it then that that is a loss in itself too you know you're not being fair to what your passions are trying to lead you towards and Mm -hmm. but it's just that balance (coughs) 
Yeah, it is. And it's fun, like, finding that balance. And it's like a little game. It's just like a little challenge. Like, oh, how am I going to fit everything in this week? Because there's so much to fit in. And when you, and fortunately, like, I, you know, am pretty secluded down in Florida. Like, I don't go out too much. I just hang out and work on this stuff. So, like, when I'm up in Virginia and I'm home, like, I'm going to prioritize hanging out with family and friends and seeing all the people who I never get to see so that when I'm back in Florida, I can just grind and work on this stuff because that's, that's what I like to do. Like, I love I love this stuff and I love writing and I'm internally grateful for all of you people who are listening and all of my friends and family who are listening and my sister who's here with me today and was able to talk talk through this. It was so much fun um, just bouncing these ideas off and fleshing them out and like honestly talking about this. It made, it made me remember a lot about the story and why I'm excited about it and why I want to tell it because I, before I was getting so bogged down on this plot and like this story and I forgot that I fell in love with it I wanted to tell the story because of the character and like the nuances of social media and technology and that's what that's what gets me excited so thank you so much Amber for being here and recording with me it was a blast and a pleasure it was a lot of fun thanks for having me on yep bye Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness. What a podcast that was. What a podcast that was. Um, no, jokes aside, I hope that sort of gave you an idea into the thought processes that I have while going into writing a screenplay and maybe even gets you excited about sort of one day seeing this film made. Uh, wouldn't that be cool? Um, of course, I need to write it first, which I'm working on. Um, and also, do want to apologize. I didn't mean for this podcast to turn into like a rant about technology and just complaining about random stuff that doesn't really matter to people. But um, it was fun and it was interesting. Um, I, I certainly had a great time recording it. Hopefully, you got something out of it too. Um, but that sort of you know uh, transitions me to my goals for this week. So yeah, I'm still still working on Mary Lee Barber. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm fully prepared to you know, push this goal out to 2023 somehow, sometime, but we'll see. Hopefully it'll get, it'll get done and I'll have a strike of inspiration and just boom, go in a manic state and just write the whole screenplay by the end of the year. We'll see though. Um, uh, also, um, did want to get a fitness update. So yeah, I'm still running. Um, but I, I took about a week off, a week and a half off from running. I was, I hit 10 miles every week for 12 weeks so about three months of running 120 miles and i think i was just sort of like okay i gotta take a break i was up in virginia it was thanksgiving time and i was like all right i'm gonna relax for a little bit just spend time with my family not worry about running so um took a break and then i got down to florida and i was i was still in vacation mode i just didn't didn't pick up running even though the weather's gorgeous it's beautiful out um but now um i still have i have a yearly goal for 300 miles and i'm about nine miles short of that goal so i'm gonna crank out at least three more uh 5ks before the end of the year and then that'll be that'll be that and then we'll be done with 2022 i can't believe it's coming up it's so quick 2022 finished so fast and it's just outrageous or it went by so fast and yeah it's wild um but if you all have any goals that you want to like update me on and you're you know 
using the improved podcast as sort of an accountability group thing where you can hold yourself accountable while listening to the podcast i'd love to know about it shoot me an email and if you don't want it to be like talked about on the podcast just let me know and i'll and it'll be just our little secret but um yeah shoot me an email at the improved podcast at gmail.com um it'll be linked below i'd be you know really interested to hear what goals and stuff you got going on um or if you want, you can leave it in a five-star review. And speaking of five-star reviews, we actually have one. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, Apple Podcasts at the Improved Podcast. I'm sure you guys can hear all my little clicking. But let me check it out. So we currently have six five-stars reviews. Oh, my gosh, how beautiful. And this one, oh, man, this is from a great, great friend of mine. His name is Biff Thunderballs. And this is... <laughs> Uh, it's titled Masterpiece, and it goes, <clears throat> let me let me get my reading voice ready. The Improved Podcast is so far magnum opus of communication savant Chase. Second only to him, his guests masterfully offer unique perspectives of a wide variety of disciplines. While the breadth of commu- <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to get through this. While the breadth of content this podcast offers is nothing short of stunning, its depth is what awe it's the depth that awes are you a human do you eat sleep and enjoy the finer things in life such as lightly frayed leather on a work boot that is suspiciously polished if so this podcast is for you i the reviewer envy you reader of this review and that i will no longer be able to listen to each episode for the first time ever again this is your opportunity to become not only the best version of yourself but the best version of the best version of yourself as don quixote would Accost his squire, Sancho Panza, you would be well advised to do the same for yourself. Don't be a fool and take my advice. Listen to the podcast. Wow. Thank you, Biff Thunderballs, for that five-star review, that glowing five-star review. Man, what a legend. What a legend Biff is. Um, we will, uh, of course, read every five-star review that we get on the podcast. So if you got a five-star review and you want to leave it, do that and you'll be featured on the pod. Hey yo, how about that? We love a good five star review rating. Um with that, uh I think that's everything for me. Oh, um if you're listening, be sure to go to classicstudios.com at clscstudios.com and sign up for the quarterly newsletter. The first one's gonna be coming out in January, and that is gonna be where you can get some exclusive updates and um some exclusive content via that that newsletter. So Be sure to sign up for that, and I will catch you all later. I hope everyone achieves their goal this week. I'll see you next Monday for another episode of the Improved Podcast. Goodbye.